From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 180, for the week of August 15th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by absolutely no one tonight except for you and your calls regarding this year's D23 Expo. Um, actually, I, I may have a few guests pop in in a few minutes, but for now we'll just take your calls. Um, in case you miss them, there's two other podcasts out there uh, about the D23 Expo. Uh, one is all the audio from our live daily recap. So if you, you weren't able to watch that, you can download the podcast and it has all three daily recaps from the three days of the expo. The other one is more of a, a roundup at the, at, that we recorded, um, after we returned home that has more of our opinions and more if, of our thoughts about the expo in its entirety. Uh, so be sure to check those out. Also be sure to check out uh, our YouTube channel, and there are lots of videos out there that, that Craig did about the D23 Expo that you don't want to miss, including uh, footage of the, the concert of, with Alan Menken and, and Richard Sherman. You, you, you gotta at least check those out a l- for, for a few minutes and see, you know, the, I mean, you, they're just awesome. Um, we have a caller on the line, so let's go ahead and take that call, and we'll just start with that. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Is this Carol? It is. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Haven't seen you since it's the D23. It's been since, what, Sunday? Yes. So, Michael shared his... I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, this is Carol Bowling, Michael Bowling's uh, beautiful better half. <laughs> um so Michael shared his opinions. What were your thoughts? Because because you didn't you weren't able to do quite as many things as we were. But what what were some of your favorite things that at the expo? Yeah, I, you know I think that for me um, the the expo went so much better than two years ago. Um, I just agree. Because I agree. Uh, yeah, I think that there was a lot. Uh, I thought there was more organization this time. Um, you know, the highlights I think for everyone were, was that concert. I mean, the concert with um, Which Alan Macon okay, and um, and and um, Mr. Sherman was just unbelievable. And you know, was it was really something to be in the presence of of both of them together. Right. And when they sang "It's a Small World." That was just great. I mean, a moment I don't think any of us will ever forget. Right. right. Um, I and I truly enjoyed the night before. Also, um, the first night when we heard the the Broadway, yeah. um, the five um, Broadway um, stars mm-hmm. who all sang um, the the various uh, Broadway shows um, highlights, and I thought they were fantastic. Also, so the concerts for me were the two nights mm-hmm. were definitely highlights for me. Um, and I, I think everyone in those rooms uh, definitely enjoyed them. Right, right. Um, now, you, you use a scooter. How was it getting around for you? Um, this year was better than, again, two years ago okay. when I attended um, 
for a couple of reasons. Number one, they opened the facilities up more. They rented more space uh, in um, the Anaheim uh, Convention Center. Right. So by by using more um, square footage of that building, it took the crowd out of more of the walk aisles. So when you're on a scooter, it allowed me to get around easier. Um, rather, you know, two years ago, I felt like I was leaving the fireworks show every day trying to get through the floor, mm-hmm. um, whereas this time it felt much uh, easier to get around. Um, they also opened up more elevator bays, um, which made a difference since okay. there are events on all three floors, right. whereas two years ago we were waiting in line to use an elevator and people with strollers were waiting in line. Um, this time around, they had more elevator bays open. Um, in addition, they had some security people that if there was a vendor or an exhibitor who was trying to use the elevator and that versus like myself, just a regular right. uh, customer, if you will, um, the security people would actually uh, monitor to make sure that the uh, just the regular users were able to I uh, use the elevator. Awesome. Yeah, much better. Much, I, much better. I didn't see a lot of strollers, though, this year. Were were they out there? Because oh, you were at the elevator, so you saw them there, but it didn't seem like the they children, were. You talk about children in strollers? Yeah. Um, I think there were less children this time around than, okay. than the previous time. Um, you know, I think as a whole, the expo is difficult for parents with children yeah. uh, to keep their, the par- you know, to keep their attention. Um, for long periods of time, there is a lot of waiting. I tended to sit in a lot of lines. Yeah, I, I asked Michael this on the other podcast. What at what age would you bring your granddaughter? Um, boy, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I know they have some. You know, they have some meet and greets for the kids. You know that they would enjoy. They do have the the Radio Disney stage, which the children weren't really having a good time dancing and everything, that right. music was just blasting, yeah, was. you know. Um, I, I'm i not sure. I mean, you know, our granddaughter is pretty Disney savvy. Right. Um, as is your son. I mean, would you bring Wes to that? See, that's that's the problem is if I brought him, and I like I said, I said this on another podcast, if I brought him, then it would be all about him. And I, right. w- I wouldn't get to the things that I wanted to get to. So, to, hypothetically, we would have to bring Christy, my wife, and let her corral him and take him to the things that he wanted to go to so that I could get to the things that I needed to cover for the show. Yeah, I, I really don't think that this is an event really for kids, you know, and I, I, I don't they, say that very know, often they, with they, Disney. They really advertised it as that, though. Well... That's what the billboard That's said, great. fun fun family <laughs> event. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw a lot of crying children. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw a little baby, a little infant that was like, I don't know, not even a month old probably. Like, why? Mm. Why, why, would you, why would you do that? Right. Now, did you get to any of the the other presentations other than the concerts? Um, I went to the live action show, uh, okay. the arena show. Okay. But unlike you, unlike uh, you, you three, uh, who went um, representing the the Diz, 
Um, I ended up in the overflow section. Oh, okay. Um, you know, uh, because I was tending to spend a lot of time trying to, you know, gather tickets and everything, you know, so people could get to be where they needed to be. So I ended up in the overflow and, okay. and found that the overflow was actually, uh, interesting. I mean, um, it was five large movie screens, uh, similar to the movie screens that they had in the arena, mm-hmm. um, but there were five of them um, side by side. There were approximately 2,000 seats in the overflow area. Right. And um, I would say the only difference was where we could hear um, everyone in the arena cheering and being very excited, like let's say like when Angelie Jolie walked out. Right. In our room, it was a, it was like a very polite little clapping. It was kind of, that was the only difference because it was almost like there was a, almost like a slight time delay. Okay. I think you would all see her walking out and then we would have where the camera, you know, was focusing then in on her. So there was probably about a three to four second delay to get, you know, the shot perfect. Uh-huh. And so we would hear you all cheering and then, you know, we'd see, you know, whoever it was. No, but I enjoyed the uh, the overflow. Actually, though, worked out pretty well. I thought. Okay, that's good. To and hear, that was new this year. Yeah, that was new this year. Which is, I'm I'm glad they did that. It's just, you know, for things like that where you're you're talking about celebrities and stuff like that. I mean, seeing them on the screen like that is is that much different than just staying home. You know, I have to tell you, I wasn't sure how I would feel about that. But I actually felt like I was still part of it. Um, I I was surprised because I at first I thought it was kind of like being at a movie, right? But but you actually get into it, and the the you know Disney knows how to shoot these things on film, right? Um, the 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 angles, the presentation, the the manner in which they presented that in the overflow room, it it still felt like um, you were participating in the event and it was much better than not you know not being there right um it was much better than two years ago where you were just shut out and frustrated mm-hmm. now did you get the same gifts as you left as as if you were in the regular arena um they the were handing out the posters okay, so and, the posters and um yeah i think the only thing was we didn't know uh not everyone knew that that's what was happening so when you were leaving uh the area there was a couple ways out oh, okay. um and the uh the goodies were only at one end of ah. the exit so interesting yeah any other highlights no lights um uh, the legends you know enjoyed legends very much um you know, certainly, again, I know I'm always comparing it to two years ago. Right. Two years ago, Legends was the highlight. You know, yes. it was the princesses singing. Yeah. This was, I actually wasn't uh, thinking of going to Legends at all um, because, you know, quite a few of the people were deceased um, that they were honoring. Uh, but I have to say, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Um, uh, John Goodman, uh, Billy Crystal did a great job, uh, but... You know, the highlight was uh, Lasseter right. um, accepting, you know, uh, Steve Jobs' um, legend award. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, I was moved to tears. So I, I cried pretty easily, but uh, <laughs> I was I was actually, I was surprised that I actually had a couple of tears. So um, very much uh, moved by that, and I, I didn't think I would be. Uh-huh. Um, overall, my impression was, 
two years ago, I thought, I'm never coming back. This was just right. a horrible experience. And came into this one with very low expectations and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and look forward to going back in two years. Um, I'm very much hopeful that they can figure out how to handle the line going into the arena. Right. I think if they could get that figured out, uh, they'd have a, a, a much better situation. Uh, waiting an hour and a half in a line that narrows down to one door, it, it, to me, makes no sense. Right. So, um, But other than the traffic flow issue of getting into the arena, I mean, getting into the whole presentation right. area, uh, I thought overall it was it was better. Oh. And, and I kind of liked that they, they were test, testing the stage pass thing. And I think with a couple of tweaks, it probably could work well. Right. I do think you need to have, if you want to see a lot, if you're a person who really wants to see a lot or cover a lot of, of this present, of uh, this whole uh, agenda, mm-hmm. you need to have a strategy, but right. you need to have a support person to help yeah, you. you. You need to have a team. Um, right. I mean, I felt like I, I felt like I did a lot of that kind of legwork, and uh, I think it really helped. So I think it did too, and, and we do appreciate it. Yeah. Any last words about the expo? Um, it just all in all, it was better than I thought. So, and of course, uh, I think you guys did a great job. Of course, I'm a little biased. But, uh, <laughs> were you were you I, watching I, us? I, were you watching us from the hotel? Room? I I was watching you live streaming from from inside the hotel where you right out where you guys were right outside, and uh, <laughs> you, I very much you, in, I you enjoyed the live the streaming. So I hope you guys get to do that at other events. Yeah, so. that was that was kind of fun. It was it it just made it where we could just get every everything out there right away and. Right, and and lastly, I really enjoyed meeting, uh, having our our Disney meet. Um, oh yeah, the night before, uh, I met some great people, and I look forward to meeting more people. And it was kind of ni- nice because then we could run into them throughout the expo, and you know, yeah, I ran into Stacy and and someone else, and they're like, hey, how you doing? We were heading over here. It's like, oh, okay, I'll join you, and we went and did the little, um, the questionnaire for the free, um. Stock certificate button. Oh right, right, right. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I thought yes. the giveaways were pretty good. So, what was your favorite giveaway? Uh-huh. Did you did you get a lot? Uh, you know, I'm an H2O girl. I love the H2O products. Oh yeah, products. Michael, Michael was telling us about this. Yeah, you guys got so, a great deal um, on this. I, I did very well at the H2O free giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, D23 is always a, a, an event to be. To go through, uh, depending on what they're doing, and I thought the expo overall uh, was better than I had expected. So. Now, y- you've been to the the Destination D event. Yeah. Which, which do you enjoy better? Um, two different animals. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Destination D is a one-day event. It happens in the off year when no, the expo is not sure happening. Not, I think it was a two-day. Was it two day? Maybe it was a two day. Yeah, I think it was two day. Oh, you're right, because we did the concert. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, the difference is when you have Destination D, it's, the focus is provided by them, they, mm-hmm. by, by Disney itself. There's not, you don't pick and choose what you're going to go to, which has its benefits because you don't have the overlapping situation right. that happened at the expo, um, where you may have wanted to go to a couple different things. 
yeah. uh, you could you logistically could not. Whereas Destination D has, you know, one agenda. Mm-hmm. I I found Destination D last year to be a, a very very good event to uh, yeah. attend. Um, I really enjoyed it, and um, you know I'm not as into this as Michael is or as you are, and I usually go along as a supportive spouse. And <laughs> I have to say, it's an en- I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. That hence the name Disney Enabler. <laughs> so. um, well, and I've been to all three Destination D's, the the two here and then the one in Florida. And really the only one I didn't enjoy was the Florida one because it just, I didn't, well, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it as much mm-hmm. because I don't have the, the relationship with the Florida parks that I do with the Disney, with the California parks. Yeah, I think for me, you know, I, I love, you know, obviously I love Disneyland. It's, you know, our homeland, right? Um, but I love Disney World also. Um, I would say for me, when I attend these type of events, and certainly we go to the museum quite a bit, right? It's it's the ability to see the legends. You know, they're they're just walking there. You know, they're yeah. sitting. You know, Alice Davis is sitting next to me at De- Destination D. Right. There's there's something magical about mm-hmm. the fact that you know the original Tinkerbell is sitting two rows in front of you. Right. Um, you know. Or Marge Champions, you know, uh, she's just walking down the hall, and, and you're gonna, you know, be able to say hello. How are you? Well, um, and, and, you, you know, having like even at the, at D23, John Lasseter was sitting right behind us in one right, of his concerts. Right. I mean, there's something about the fact that though they are the true history of mm-hmm. Disney, well, and, and, and so and they're so open. Yeah. Well, they want to share it with yeah, you. I they, mean, they they yeah. want, and, and honestly, they want they want what was to continue, mm-hmm. which was the true creative thinking and the openness of right. what the company was when they were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine what it really must have been like? They couldn't do half the things that no, they no, did. No. You know, <laughs> Bob Gurr could never have created what he created under the new OSHA laws and everything no, else. So. No. Um, it must have been an amazing time to yeah, have been yeah. part of this, and, you know. And to just be able to sit there and listen to those stories. Right. And you hope that that kind of excitement is going on at places like Pixar or even Apple or wherever. I mean, they, there's, it, to see those people, you know, all those people, those legends, Marty, Scalar, I mean, Bob Gurr, all those guys just sitting, you know, just feet in front of you and, Carrying on just so openly, it's just wonderful. So it's it's a great experience, and and I would say to anybody who is truly a Disney who loves Disney history, do it now because these people are really aging, mm-hmm. and you know in twenty years, you know I'm not sure that we're going to have that living right. history right. here as much as we do today. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. So anyway, that, that was my impression. You, you gave me cold chills, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, Carol, thank you so much for calling. Yeah, no problem. I, all right, Tom. Well, we'll be seeing you soon. We and, definitely uh, will. When, when are you getting back? for all you guys do. When are you getting back down to the parks? Uh, Michael will be back down in the end of September. Right now, we're going 
Uh, next week we'll be out oh, in Disney World. That's right. You're going um, to Disney World. We're going we're gonna to be going on the um, cruise uh, that's going to be happening on Royal Caribbean with the Diz people, um, which is very exciting for me. Um, and after that, I'm going to settle down a little bit. This is a lot of traveling for me. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got to kind of watch my, you know, some of this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I, but yeah, I'll be sending Michael down, and then I think I'll be going down at Halloween, uh, bringing the granddaughter for over nice. for Halloween. Nice. So, anyway. All right. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, and, Carol. And uh, good luck to everybody else uh, with their plans for two years from now. Hope to see you all there. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. And as Carol said, D23 Expo 2015 was announced at at the ex at the at the 2013 expo uh no details of course but it it's kind of encouraging that they that they did do that one other thing we're kind of waiting for is if they're going to do a destination D in 2014 and what the what the theme of that will be um no word on that yet and now I'm joined by my good friend and podcaster emeritus, Wayne Twigo. How you doing, Wayne? Well, greetings. How I'm doing great. How's uh, have, how's have everyone you, have, on this end? Have you recovered from the weekend? No, I don't think one can recover from that event. <laughs> now, my word, what a whirlwind! Now, which have, have you been to all three? Yes. Okay. So you can compare and contrast like I can. Uh, rank rank them. Ooh, we're going to get right into that. Okay. Um, the 2009 D23 Expo was so fantastic. I don't think anything will ever top it. There I, I, were I used the word magical. Yeah, there were so much there there was so much pomp and circumstance there. There were big big stars, big big announcements, lots of stuff going on. I mean, we thought it was hard to get through everything this year, that that first show was absolutely overwhelming. And for me, that one's still the best. Yeah. Now, which of the two between 2011 and this one is going to wind up being better? Boy, that's a hard toss-up. I really? think okay. we had, as far as arena presentations, mm-hmm. I think we had a better selection in 2011. As far as stuff on the show floor, there was tons of stuff on the show floor uh-huh. this time. And that was really fun. But what if you take into consideration Stage 23 and Stage 28? There were so many good things in both. In fact, in all three, um, you had you had big stars. You had inside information. You had secrets and behind the scenes. Um, and, and that showed that showed in all of them. I was the first year they were experimenting with how to do that, right. and because it was so new, you could attend quite a few of the sessions, not the arena stuff, but the the individual panel sessions. Right. And that was almost doable if you didn't totally wait, spend most of your time in line. Last time in 2011, um, when the popularity increased yep. and they had <laughs> so many people attending the show, 
getting into the panel sessions was a real problem yeah. simply because of folks standing in line. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've talked about this in, in some of the other shows, but two years ago, we had folks waiting in line for a session that wasn't the one going on, wasn't the one coming up, but was the one two sessions in the future. <laughs> People were lined up, right. and they they suddenly created these overflow standby lines, if you can, you know, like a pre pre-queue line, just to get into that. Well, that's why they tried to address that this year with the little stage pass thing, which uh-huh. is sort of like fast pass for D23 Expo. I don't know that it was that successful because you wound up standing in line anyway. There was an interesting thing where charter members couldn't get stage passes the very first day at the start of the show. You're breaking up. Hold on on one second, Wayne. You're breaking up. Try now. Testing, testing. testing. There was an interesting thing. Start where you said there was an interesting thing. There was, an in- Sorry. Okay. there was an interesting thing going on this time in that with the use of stage pass, you supposedly didn't have to stand in line as much to get into the panel sessions. However, the number of venues, they still only had two venues, stage 23 and stage 28. And from my recollection, they were the same size. It was the exact same number of, I think so. Mm -hmm. Stage 23 was huge. Was it bigger? Yeah, it it was way bigger. Maybe I'm not remembering that one correctly. I'm, I know 28 was the same size because they had that in the exact same ballrooms with the same hallways bordering it, so it had to be the same size. Whether they found a way to cram more chairs into it, I'm not sure. Um, the point here being, it would have been nice. I know they kept saying throughout, well, we can't repeat sessions. We can't, we don't want to. You know, go over the same thing multiple times, and yet, boy, that's exactly what they needed. Because even with three days, you still really had to decide what was the most important to you and pick really one per day. If if you wanted to do an arena show, a presentation, and have any hope of going to the floor. Uh-huh. And that strategy stayed consistent for all three days. It was just different events each time. So how many things did you get to into each day? I got into one arena, and you know what? I, I Scheduling didn't work out, and I didn't get into any of the stage sessions. The, <laughs> the first day's arena session mm-hmm. was scheduled for two oh, yeah. hours. Yeah. And it ran three and a half. Right. And so that killed the stage pass that I had for that day. Uh And uh, on the second day, I just, after the arena show, I really wanted to spend a good deal of time on the show floor. Uh And that was a good use of time for me. I had not taken the time to do that in the previous expos. 
And not only was the Imagineering Pavilion, again, wonderful, right. but there were so many other auxiliary vendors and exhibits and all the surrounding Disney entities that were there to show off their little thing, whether it was Disney Interactive or the Disney Studios or Radio Disney or the Once Upon a Time thing or even the other shopping venues, which it seemed like the Collector's Forum was a lot bigger this year. Was that your impression, too? Um yeah, I think it was, and I think they had. That's one of the reasons why they moved it was so they could expand it. Yeah, at first I had thought the entire show floor was smaller because they had that huge area in front of the arena, which was blocked off and not being used. Yeah. Then you found out the reason it was blocked off is that was the overflow area for the <laughs> arena, and yeah. they had moved the collectors' forum way down to the other end of yeah. the. Uh, convention center into an area that hadn't previously been used. So, my first impression when I walked in was, "Oh my, this isn't this isn't even as big as it was last year." And then by the time you walk around, you go, "Wait, <laughs> this is this is probably twenty five or thirty percent bigger yeah. than last year floor for for footage wise." Um. So, what 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 was the favorite favorite presentation? I guess um, for me it was it was the Pixar animation presentation with okay. John Lasseter. Okay. I found it interesting that they had so much material that they could split effectively the movies into two big presentations. Uh-huh. You had the Pixar anima- Pixar and animation, so it was the three. It was Pixar, it was Disney Tunes. And it was Walt Disney Pictures, um, Walt Disney Animation, right. that um, was the presentation for the first day, and that was hosted by John Lester. And not only did they go over in great detail <laughs> what each of the upcoming projects are going to be, um, they showed a lot of clips, and I was I was impressed and surprised by that. We got to see not only teaser trailers, but a whole lot of unfinished footage, and I just find that fascinating. I, 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 I love when they will take a track, take a soundtrack, and mix in the, the rough sketches, the black and whites, the, the, in some cases, I don't know if they did this in animation because it's only voices there, but I know in the live action presentation, they mixed in some of the uh, screen test footage into what they were trying to show. Wow. And that was, that was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, but overall, I liked, I liked the animation presentation. The live action one, I mean, that was, that was a close second. To be sure, I just, I think we were all sitting on our hands and knees, you know, wondering, is Tom Hanks coming out? Where the heck is Tom Tom Hanks Hanks coming out? (laughs) We all just knew it was going to happen. And it didn't, unfortunately. Um, We did get to see a few big stars. We saw Angelina Jolie, and how wonderful does Maleficent look like it's going to be? I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't get in line. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. So see, I, the... and I, I ended up blowing off most of the arena presentations in favor of the the stage twenty three and stage twenty eight stuff. Ah, so we flip flopped. We yeah. we covered opposite stuff. Yeah. Well, so I ended up getting into like three presentations each day of the of the the other stuff. Ah, okay. Well, um, so let's talk about uh, the the arena presentation itself just a little bit. The first thing I noticed when I walked in the very first day was one of the big complaints, not the first time, but the second expo, was there weren't enough there weren't enough there wasn't enough room to hold all the people that wanted to get into right. the arena. Right. And they said, well, we're going to fix this next year. We're going to expand the arena seating area by changing the layout of the stage and making more seats available to put more people in. And for those that didn't see how they laid this out, so take your basic hockey rink. You have a large, large arena with a floor, and then all around the floor you have bleacher seats. You know, you have regular, you know, watch the hockey game type of seating. The stage area that they built, they put almost a third of the way into the floor area and then built partitions that held video screens for the audience to see what was going on. Well, the lengthwise, lengthwise of the lengthwise, yes. Not Width-wise, like you would for, say, a typical concert, instead this covered a, a much wider area of the arena itself. Well, what this means is you're blocking off up to a third of the stadium. Well, I, I think somebody kept trying to tell me that the arena held 7,500, which I, I know is not the number that they said could fit in the arena. I think they said 4,000, right? Exactly, and I totally believe that because yeah. by by the time you cut off top and bottom from what could not be seen or was effectively backstage, you've lost almost half the arena seating. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally believe that. Only 4,000 out of 7,500 total capacity. Well, so we're all anticipating, at least I was anticipating, based on what Disney said, that they are going to change the layout of <laughs> the stage. You believe Disney. <laughs> I did. I had faith. I thought they were going to push the whole stage back, allow for more floor seating, right. allow for more arena seating. Well, it was identical. It was absolutely yeah. identical as the two previous times. What they added was this overflow area outside of the main arena. I took a peek inside there. Um, bless your hearts if y'all actually sat in those, in that area to watch the presentation because it was folding metal chairs with a big video screen. Yeah. And I didn't sit in there to actually watch the show, but I can only imagine being in there for three and a half hours. In fact, I, um, boy, did I, I played my cards right on this one. I remember that on the show floor were those regular metal folding, sometimes with the plastic uh, seat covers, right. um, that went on the show floor, and they're crammed right next together, uh -huh. and most Stuck people together, want yeah. to, 
Most people want to get close to the stage to see the stars and the presenters, and boy, I can appreciate that and love you if you wanted to do that, but I knew how long some of these shows ran, and so I opted for going upstairs to the standard arena seats, which were padded and cushioned and had <laughs> armrests, and you got a little bounce to them and just a tiny bit of leg room. And the biggest thing is you could see over everyone else in front of you. So, yes, you were very far away from people, but at least it was a comfortable seating arrangement. Um, so, anyway, that that's the arena layout itself. Um, the presenters would come out on stage, and then they had video screens behind and left and right of the stage to show not only what whoever was on stage, but also what um, clips they were showing and whatever. So on the animation presentation, a lot of it was, let's introduce whatever product we're bringing out, talk about it briefly, show a clip. Now we're going to introduce, and in a lot of cases it was, the the film's producer or the uh, one of the uh, l- live voice actors or maybe a uh, co-director, director, someone like that, they would come out and then they would talk in more detail about the project. And maybe you'd see another special clip. And uh, that's why of- it went three and a half hours. Exactly. <laughs> and they did this for every single movie. So let's see, the highlights uh, of that... Um, they, they, they definitely talked about a couple of the projects that did not make it from the last expo. And I apologize, I cannot remember the name, so y'all are gonna correct, correct me <laughs> after this airs. But there was one that they introduced last time, which had an extremely long title, and it was something like Pixar's unannounced, untitled animation sequence about what goes on inside your mind. Yes. And they shortened that, and, you know, I didn't have my paper and pencil, and I want to, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was, it was a two-word title, something like, I don't know, Inside Out, or Inside the Mind, or, I'm I'm so bad because I didn't look this up ahead of time, but all of you will know what this is. This one looks really bizarre, really strange, and right up my alley. It's going to be the story of what goes on inside your head if all your emotions were played by individual characters. Wasn't there a a TV show about this? I don't remember. And some of those emotions are going to be more dominant in one person than another person, and that's what makes up your personality. And so the interplay of this movie is going to be the delightful mix of what's going on in the real world, the real animation world, between the principal characters and what's really going on with all these subordinate characters that are supposedly playing inside your head and making you form the decisions that you make on a daily basis. It looks really fun. That one looks super. Of course, they had, um, they talked about planes a little bit. They showed, uh, not only did they show an extended clip and planes was opening that yeah, day. Yeah. 
um, they showed the film later that evening yeah. for for those that wanted to get a free screening of that. I haven't seen that one yet. Free? But yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean rel- you already paid for admission. Exactly. <laughs> free, free to expo attendees. In- it's included in your expo admission. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and then you had the live action presentation the next day, and this was hosted by the new head of the Disney Studios. We get a neat we get a new one each every two years, right? Seems like that. Yeah, Depends okay. on which film tanks, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyways, um Alan Horn. Alan Horn <laughs> and yeah, edit this out because I am now blanking on <laughs> on the movie that, anyway, it, that it it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um Did, did Melissa, you, uh, Melissa, did you at least enjoy the presentation? It was great. Okay. Yeah, uh, the okay. second day's presentation did adhere a lot more to the schedule and ran closer to its two-hour allotted time. Yeah. Um, they had a few stars out. Uh, Angelina Jolie came out. They had some of the uh, Marvel stars come out. Um, Maleficent looks wonderful. Saving Mr. Banks looks wonderful. In fact, I'm, uh, they showed, they showed, um, an extended clip of Saving Mr. Banks, talked about it at length. I think we're looking Oscar right now. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I well, think. Well, and, and, you know, the, the way they, the, the releasing it right before Oscar season, so. Or during Oscar season, and and the 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 points the 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 clips that they brought out, I think gave a very good representation of what this film is going to be about mm-hmm. and what some of the challenges were in right. literally getting Mary Poppins from you know mm-hmm. from P. L. Travers right. the author. To the big screen, and I, I think this could this could be called "Saving Mr. Banks: The Trouble with P.L. Travers." <laughs> I think it's going to be great. The the first um, presentation I went to on Friday was the one that Dave Smith did about mar- making a Mary Poppins, and they had audio clips of actual actual audio clips of P.L. Travers, which was kind of cool. I saw those. There was also a little clip inside the archives display that showed a little of that too. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Did you get up there? Did I you did get up not. To the archive? I never did. Nice exhibit again. Very nice. Uh, a lot never, of repeat stuff, or no repeat stuff. No repeat oh, stuff good. at all. Um, was it was it um, costume heavy? Not costume heavy, okay. but definitely costume. Okay, because um, I mean, it typically has been costume heavy. Agreed, and that's that's an easy one for the archives to trot out. They yeah. did have some some of the stuff out there to be sure. A good deal of the whole exhibit was around Mary Poppins, and to me, that was the highlight of the entire exhibit. They had video from the opening night. They did have costumes and props. They showed a lot of the extra things that you use when you, you know, put the movie together, not just, um, you know, you know, scripting and, right. you know, all of that kind of stuff. And overall, it was a really nice presentation. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. 
they mixed in a bunch of other things that we hadn't seen before. Um, overall, you know, it's never as big as we hope it's going to be. Right. You always, you know, you always want a full archives tour at the expo, <laughs> but I think what they do put together right. um, was very, very nice. The only downside of that was you go up to, um, this was one place where you didn't get a fast pass. Right. <laughs> you just stood in line. Okay. So you go up to the main entrance. And here's the entrance, and they point you to the queue line, which is directly adjacent to the main entrance. And here's a line down the hallway, and you're going, oh, okay, I might have known I wouldn't be able to just walk into this thing. But, uh, you know, you're walking down to the end of the line, and I'm going, okay, this is probably, you know, based on... Uh, not not just ride mechanics, not Disneyland lo- ro- lines, but how you do a uh, convention exhibit. This is probably a 20-minute line. So standing in line and talking to people, and boy, were there a lot of costumes there. That oh, was yeah, something else I was really impressed with, was the number of costumes that are starting to show up at the D23 hmm. Well, they had a contest on Friday, so... They People did. Were encouraging, encouraged to wear costumes. And boy, some of them, especially the princesses, I saw some amazing Meridas, some amazing Ariels. Even some of the, you know, you gotta get your handful of Star Wars characters. Uh-huh. I didn't see any little R2s walking around, <laughs> but I saw some great Princess Leias and um, a, a few other characters. Uh-huh. Anyway, so you finally get to the point where you're at the head of the head of the queue line, right in front of the door to the archives, and they're letting in a few of people at a time. And the guy comes over and he's going to escort you in. And you get up to the door and you don't go straight in. You instead turn right and they lead you to another room, which is now the overflow queue area. Oh, <laughs> and that was another twenty or thirty minutes. So that was line number two. So you finally scroll your way through all of that, and you finally get to the head of that, and the guy comes over, and now he takes you back across the hall to the real entrance, and you finally get to the point where now you've got colored lights and music and stuff being displayed on the walls, and you go in, and there's a holding area. There's a crisscross queue line holding area, which I uh, it was probably another 20 minutes. Oh my! So all in all, it was an hour long wait to get into the archives, and you know, try as you you might, you spend as much time as you think you can, as much time as you want, and I think I stretched it about as much as anyone would. And I was probably inside the exhibit maybe 20 minutes. Oh, jeez. So an hour-long wait to yeah, not worth it. see 20 months. Well, you know, it it all falls it falls under the category of here's your once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah. Are you ever going to really see the carousel horse that Julie Andrews rode while they were filming Mary Poppins? Are you going to ever be able to see... Bert's costume that Dick Van Dyke wore during, you know, the the chimney sweeps um, uh, song. Um, There are a lot of those kinds of experiences all over the expo. Uh 
And because it's not Disneyland, because it's not open every day, and because you don't get to come back, you know, well, I missed it this time, I'll just see it again next time, you really have to decide, is this the kind of thing that I really don't care how long it takes to stand in line? I'm going to see this. For example, how long did you wait to go into the... Four hours. Did you really? Yeah. You you really did spend four hours in line. Yes. Well, I mean, I I my backpack spent four hours in line. Okay. For the, for the Mencken Sherman concert. Um, and it, what? Craig, it? Craig showed up for for a while, and so then I got I was able to go grab some food and stuff like that. But okay. Um, I'm not sure that it was worth it. Really? I enjoyed the concert. No, no. I mean, I mean, but you also got to realize that I've seen Richard Sherman. Twice? Yeah. Or two or three times, anyway. And I've also seen Alan Menken once already. So, the, the, the magic was kind of lost on me. I was a little jaded. Okay. So, uh, no, I, I, I enjoyed it, but I don't know that I enjoyed it four hours wait worth. Understood. And, and that's kind of what I'm referring to. For me, um that is why I I really picked and choosed what events, presentations, programs mm-hmm. and time on the floor that I wanted to see. Yeah. And you know, this is we we talk about planning, you know, this is a planning show. We yep. talk about planning. This is where you really need to get your ducks in the line yes. and decide What's most important to you? And we know there's going to be a 2015 D23 Expo, so we get to do this all over again. And you absolutely can't do things back to back. I mean, there's just, there's just no way. You gotta, you gotta decide within, I would say, a two hour window Uh what you can fit in. So you don't ever put two things closer than two hours together. Because you never know how the lines are going to go. You never know how the wait times are going to go. You never know how long it's going to run over. But for that, I think overall, I had a very good experience. I got to do all the things that I really wanted to do. I had a couple of standbys where, okay, if I got time for this, then that'll be great. But if I happen to miss it, I'm not going to be disappointed. I did get locked out of a couple of things, um, but I filled it with other stuff, and there, boy, was there plenty to do. Now, you, you know, talk about planning. I, I think to get value out of the expo, you have to plan. The, cas- the a casual guest who sees, hey, there's an expo going on, maybe I should go, is not going to get their money's worth, in my opinion. It will be a different experience to be true. Yeah. Um, you have to know if you want to see the arena shows or the arena presentation, you have to know that you're going to be spending half of the day standing in line and in the presentation. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to burn yep. half of the total amount of time for just that one event. To do the show floor, it depends if you want to Walk around and sightsee, or if you really want to take your time. Right. 
And for that, I mean, on Saturday, except for the the one live live uh, action mo- studio show, that's all I did was I spent the entire time on the show floor, and even so, came back again and did more. So you you can certainly find things to do without planning, and I think have a full day but you're right if you if you have an agenda if you have favorites you're going to have to think about how how you actually play that Uh any let's see any any improvements that they need to make other than the lines in your your opinion and how how do you address that how do you possibly address it i mean you've got you can only limit tickets so far. Yeah. The one thing I was very surprised at was the lines going into the Imagineering Pavilion were a lot smaller than I had anticipated, based especially based on the popularity of what it was the last time. Right. I thought we were going to see hour-long lines just to get into Imagineering, uh-huh. and that that wasn't the case. Um, and I was there, there were hour-long lines to get into the Disney store, but not that. <laughs> now that was surprising. And I don't the only know thing, what the heck they were selling in there. The only thing I can figure is it was the specialty merchandise that they came out with uh, specifically for the expo. Um, the one thing I know in particular that I heard some people going gaga over were the new Small World dolls. Okay. That were only available for sale at the Disney store. Okay. They were certainly making a big deal about some of the other specialty collections. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that was one place where I never got inside. Yeah, no, me either. I went to the I Dream, got, Dream Store a couple times, but. And that, they, they definitely fixed that problem. They, they had tons of active cashiers, uh-huh. which I think made all the difference. Cause if you can get people out, you can get people through that store and that makes the waiting in line for the Dream Store easier yeah. to deal with. Yeah. I don't think I spent more than 10 or 15 minutes I, I went one eat one time each day, and well, the uh, last day of the expo, you could walk right in. Yeah, it was it was tons easy. Um, so that they definitely improved. The Disney store definitely got worse. Yeah, it's, well, I don't think it's that big of a space in there. It wasn't. It well, was it was was a, t- a, a small venue, yeah. and maybe that's the reason they could they couldn't accommodate enough people inside to but really. I'm not sure that it was that much smaller than the Dream Store. Dream Store wasn't very big either. It was a, yeah, it was about the same size as the last time, and but you're right, it it wasn't that big. There and they ran many... out of T-shirts the first day. Jeez, oh, there weren't that as many cashiers in the Disney Store, I bet though. It, that was smaller. I did yeah. see the exit for that. They yeah. had about a third, I think, yeah. uh, yeah. as that, many. Probably so yeah, problem. throughput for for the Disney store was a bit a bit down. Yeah. Um, but all the stuff around that, all the um, the whole Disney Consumer Products Pavilion, lots of fun stuff going in there. Uh, there was a lot going on, and and so many different kinds of things too. I spent a good deal of time right there. I made it a point, especially on this on the Saturday, 
and boy were there a lot of people there on Saturday. There was a distinct difference between Friday and Saturday of how many tickets there were there. Yeah. I know that it took them to the end of the day, Friday, to sell out, whereas Saturday started the day selling right, out. Right. But when I walked in first thing on Saturday by about 10 a.m., 10 or 11 a.m., there was easily three times as many people as there were on Friday. Just just judging from the number of people right. in the hallways, standing around the booths, the lines to get to some of the things. Did you stop by the um, Disney Infinity booth? I did. Did you get your character? I did, but I, I did I did it around like nine fifteen one morning. Very so good. It was, so it was only like a fifteen minute wait, and I got uh, Captain or what's his name Barbosa or whatever his name is. Oh, very good. That's actually the one I wanted. I got um, I got Mike. Oh, my. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, and then I waited. At, I I went to the presentation, so then I got the sorcery Mickey too. So. Yeah, and yeah, that that was pretty special. Thankfully, for those that did not attend the expo, all of that will be available for purchase, and I don't, I don't expect it to be that much. But yeah, it was kind of nice. It was it was kind of nice that they threw in that kind of stuff. I was pleasantly surprised at how much stuff they saved for Sunday. Sunday has in the previous two. Expos being kind of the down day, the yeah. day, the, the wrap up day where they weren't really going to show many new things. They weren't going to uh, bring out any big surprises. And there were surprises all day long. There were constant announcements over the, um, the little app that they had, the D23 app uh-huh. about, you know, for, be sure and go over here because we got a special thing going on today only. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Any last minute thoughts? Let's wrap this thing up. You know, it's it's an amazing event. For me, it's worth going to, even if you you know you don't have to make a career out of it. Certainly, there are a lot of us who do make a career out yes. of going to the expo. <laughs> Uh, but even if you just um, want to go by and see what it's all about and pick a couple of, of favorites to go into, I, I think it's a good, fun thing to do. There's there's certainly enough for every age there, um, every interest range. It you know I hate I hate to be um, uh, contrite about this, but. If you are a Disney fan, for sure, this is one of the events to go to. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you, Wayne. I, I miss talking to you. Thank you, Tom. Hopefully I can uh, come back again sometime. Excellent. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all our other D23 Expo segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.